Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eccentric, the makers of the K-Box and the new K-Pulley. Guys, flywheel training's really grown in popularity of late, and although it's something that's been around for a while, the simple reason that it's grown in popularity is because it works. We've been lucky to have a K-Box in our weight room for the past three years, and we've seen some really great things when it comes to improving the athlete's ability to change direction, and then looking at our return to play protocols with different lower body injuries with the student athletes. The love-hate relationship that everyone has with the K-Box is now just going to grow more with the addition of the K-Pulley. The ability to do standing presses, pulls, rip-throughs, and knee drive exercises is just going to be another arsenal to our training and another addition to the love-hate relationship that our student-athletes have with the awesome tools that come from Eccentric. Go ahead and hop over to Eccentric.com today to check out what they have. Guys, I can't recommend it enough, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed not just with the products, but with the awesome customer service that Eccentric provides. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all-new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is a combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the Internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar, make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world, makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, we have an absolutely sensational discussion. I get to sit down and discuss the role of nutrition in health, performance improvement, and career longevity with Jim Laval. Guys, after a quick little intro, Jim's going to dive right into how he sees nutritional issues as a leading problem when it comes to athletes having their careers shortened. He's going to get into discussing what things he sees that impacts this and why they show up and where these issues occur with these athletes. You know, And then we get into talking about cortisol, and that's one thing that Jim is really like like top of the tree about when he gets into discussing, you know, the effects of it, misconceptions and things of that nature. This leads us right down the road of stress management, looking at pros and cons of different ways we're looking at monitoring uh, stress today. And then we start talking about adaptogens, what has been used, why things work, where that's, uh, where that's going, and why it's been uh, such a successful tool when it comes to helping athletes for so long. You know, guys, let me finish off talking about, you know, the role of improving performance and improving health so that not only athletes feel better when they're playing and they play better and their careers go longer, but they feel better and have better lives after. 
This is really an awesome talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Let's get right to it. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, man, I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. I'm really excited for this. So for, for the people out there who may not be completely up to date, let's, let's talk about this first. Who's Jim? What are you doing? What do you got going on? And, and, and what do you got cooking up there? Well, I mean, you know, I, I've been involved for the last, I, I mean, 40 years, man. I mean, I'm an old fart when it comes to like looking at performance enhancement because I started looking at metabolism back in 1986 and trying to figure out how to really drive uh, the best chemistry possible for people, whether they were a performing athlete or you're just out to do your best, or I had a lot of people that were really sick. So, I mean, I had two different populations of people. So, you know, over the over the years, you know, wrote, wrote 20 books and 16 e-books, four databases, worked with uh, about five NHL teams, uh, a couple NBA teams, you know, just going to talk at the NBA Summit here in a couple uh, uh, couple weeks, uh, worked with the NFL Hall of Fame called the Institute for Hall of Fame Life. So we're working with the NFL on their retired players, trying to rejuvenate them and really get them at their best. And 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 honestly, it isn't that different dialing in somebody for performance. Like we we all have the same chemistry. We just have to optimize it. So I spend a lot of my time uh, educating, uh, looking at new innovations. Uh, and then, you know, really seeing where I can apply them to change people's lives so that they can perform at their best. Yes, That's- I love that because one, you're obviously leading from the front and doing the research and finding things out on your own and doing the right. dirty work at all these symposiums and the research. Two, sharing with everybody and helping everybody get better. But three, you're also filling a gigantic hole. It's not even like a hole. It's like a cavern that many <laughs> of us have in our training programs. And that's understanding this role of nutrition and supplementation and how we really need to take a deeper look into each one of our athletes to figure out what really is going on. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, athletes are ending their careers early because of poor nutrition. You get people getting injured. Uh, When people say, oh, man, I just don't have the reflexes I used to have. That's a, a lot of times that's not an age thing. It could be an, it could be a nutrition thing. And so getting, you know, getting people to understand once you're training hard, once you're getting after it, you have higher demands than the person that's sitting. I always laugh that we would never acknowledge that the person sitting at the desk all day long, they don't have as high of a physical demand as the person training two to three hours a day. Yeah, and I mean, I used to train a lot, and and I, I mean, I you know, national qualifier in bodybuilding and powerlifting was a college at you know collegiate signing in football. I mean, I get training a uh, long time ago. I mean, but it it's important that people get the idea that hey, I, I actually need to dial my diet, my recovery, uh, my sleep, I re- my nervous system. I need to understand what's going on so that I can move my body forward and and really just have resiliency, right? All of us want to train hard, recover better, 
be able to get up the next day and do what we're supposed to do again, right? Train hard again. Yeah, a thousand percent. We want it even more for our athletes. And that's why I think that more and more people are starting to slowly run down that rabbit hole of actually looking at what's going on on the inside when it comes to those sort of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, one of the things that we did was I developed a cloud-based system that looks at blood, like your your symptoms, blood, and biometrics, and then forges all that information together and says, where are you the most metabolically broke? People break in different spots. Some people, for example, their blood sugar is poorly regulated. Other people, it could be cortisol, you know, right? My, my stress hormones are off. Um, it could be, uh, a, my testosterone tanked, which is a common thing, you know, in male athletes, uh, it, it could be their guts off. They've been on a lot of antibiotics. I just had an NFL guy that I'm working with. I mean, he'd been on antibiotics for nine years. Yeah. Nine years. I know you got a, the wrinkled face look. I know man. I mean, it's crazy, right? But, but when you're on antibiotics that long, uh, and it, you know, it was for a skin condition when you're on them that long, it adjusts the microbiome in your gut. And now you don't absorb things as well. So there, I mean, there are, I mean, people are on all types of medications that deplete, uh, nutrients from their body, like CoQ10 or magnesium. And they, it just doesn't get addressed. And I think that, um, looking at someone's blood, not to look for a disease, but to look for um, how close are you to being at your best? That's a different question, right? I mean, the, the, the big question of, oh, you don't have diabetes. Well, that doesn't mean that my blood sugar is regulated well. It just means I haven't crossed the border yet. And so for a lot of these uh, lab analysis, you can look at trends and you can find out where someone is not at their best. And I, and I, and I think it's, I mean, it's absolutely, it, it's barely being touched on in, in our athletes. No, and you touched on a couple of freaking big timers. And one that I think it got kind of hot there for a minute. People started to talk more about it. Like when people were talking more about Sapolsky's book, uh, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, but... Cortisol is really like it's kind of the joker to to an athlete's Batman. Oh, I mean, I gotta tell you right now, if you don't understand cortisol and its impact on your body, you you are uh, I mean, you're 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 a Neanderthal from a sports performance side. I mean, it free cortisol. I mean, the the higher your cortisol goes, and by the way, we always think that trained athletes, oh, their cortisol is gonna be better because they're trained. No, they tend to go higher. So, and high cortisol is high cortisol. It doesn't matter whether you're an athlete or not. High is high, normal is normal, low is low. And, 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 and then the other piece to it is, is that it's the diurnal pattern of cortisol that's important. Meaning that your cortisol should be high in the morning and low at night and somewhat have a precipitous fall during the course of the day. And if it flattens, the flattening of the cortisol curve, means that you're going to start seeing shifts in your immune system and your mood and your nervous system. So when you're, when your brain starts to say, Oh, we just need to secrete the same amount of cortisol all day long. That's when you're in trouble. 
And and so cortisol, when your cortisol goes up, your testosterone will start to drop. Sensitivity goes down, so that means I'm not going to put glycogen on my muscle. You start to uh, melt, literally melt your bone. You lead to increased stress fractures and bone dysfunction. Just this pressure, heart rate. I mean, that's another one. Is you know getting people to really get serious about looking at their heart rate. Incredibly important for individuals to understand. When I get that stress hormone cortisol jacked up. It's going to have a what, what I call a pleiotropic effect, right? It's going to bleed out across many of the systems of your body. It's going to create some real issues for individuals. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you touched on kind of the big one that is now more of a hotter topic because there are practitioners and physicians that are able to now be more active in the prescription and regulation of it, and that's testosterone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I a lot of times, I mean, look, I mean, I mean, at A4M, I mean, I mean, we are the organization that teaches bioidentical hormone replacement, right? I mean, there's no, when we've led the way the last 20 years, um, and it used to be looked at as a dirty little thing, and of course, if you're an athlete and uh, you're under sanctions or rules, you you know, you can't replace testosterone. But my whole point to it is, a lot of people just go, oh, let's get hormone, let's get the test replacement. If you don't correct the cortisol, if you don't correct that diurnal pattern, if you don't balance the nervous system out, you have a lot of people that take testosterone, they, they get a negative effect. They don't feel right. They, they don't feel good from it. They get bloated from it. They gain weight from it. And it's because, you know, get to the source of why your testosterone went down. And some people, it's a head trauma. Some people, it's a gonadal trauma. So it's, sometimes it's aging, but in a lot of people, it's getting shot down because of that chronic acute reaction to stress. I see it with athletes all the time. Well, and again, kind of going full circle as to like, you know, when cortisol was the big sexy thing is that it was all about people talking about stress and stress management and understanding the situational demands of the athlete that are extraneous to actually being part of the sport. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, um, like stress management's great. Like people are doing heart rate variability now, right? Heart rate variability is the big, one of the big things. I agree. My issue is if we wait until we see a, a big, you know, dip and variability, you've caught that person too late. So you can, yeah. So you can identify stress. It's 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 not that hard. Do you feel overcommitted during the course of your day? Do you have a trouble going to sleep or staying asleep? I can't tell you how many people. I mean, I was in a, a room full of doctors yesterday. Only two people reported, because I ask questions all the time and say, "Hey, raise your hand." You know, uh, only two people got a restful night's sleep sleeping seven to nine hours out of a room of maybe a hundred docs. It's, it's an epidemic. There's, I mean, between the apnea issues and the fact that, you know, like sleep insomnia is a disorder of what's called hyper arousal, right? Your brain takes on too much stress during the day and it can't turn your brain off at night. 
by default, when that starts to happen, you'll be making more adrenaline, more noradrenaline, more cortisol. It's by default. And when you make more adrenaline and more noradrenaline, uh, your enteric nervous system, which connects the brain to the gut, then starts to release more corticotropin-releasing hormone in the periphery. You get, you get uh, more permeability in your gut lining. And now what we see, right, because the big thing now is the, oh, the microbiome, oh, right? It, but, but it's true that as I get under stress and I induce my sympathetic nervous system tone, so I'm sympathetic dominant, I create a leaky gut, I disrupt the microbiome, and I create a more inflammatory baseline chemistry. So, so it, so, you know, for me, I mean, look, since the beginning of time, man, uh, in every medical writing in history, in every system of healing, the number one herb in every culture was, they were herbs for stress response or adaptogens. So this isn't like a new, I think it's funny because we talk about it all, you know, and we act like it's something new. Man's identified that they're scared out of their wits, you know, forever. And, and hey, take this herb to help you with that stress response. Yeah, now we can, we can probably run down a lot of rabbit holes as to which one of those herbs is best and which one of them may be better or not if it's legal or not on another conversation. <laughs> But I think, again, like coming back to handling stress and how coaches work with their athletes is really such a unique thing. And it's so N of one, which is why right. I think that, you know, identifying things individually is so important. No, it absolutely is. I think I think you do. You, I mean, it's the beauty of uh, I think when we work with with, you know, for me, I work with patients, I work with clients. And you do have to identify, you know, what are those stressors? What is the psychodynamics of that individual? And, and, and the big thing is um, a lot of times I have athletes, if I just give them some theanine, I mean, pretty simple, you know, give them some theanine extract to get their nervous system to ratchet down a couple, you know, notches. Uh, they be, they, sometimes they can begin to see their, kind of what they need to do. You know, so if I, if I can get someone out of that sustained fight or flight, start to calm their nervous system down a little bit, it can be a, it can be great. Corvette race team, great example. We work with Corvette race team. Corvette race team, uh, they were crashing their cars at Le Mans. Uh, it's not good, right? Lots of money on cars, no money on drivers, and hey, I got a lot of you know got a lot of wrecked cars, and they weren't winning Le Mans. We would take them out of their car spray theanine in their, in their, we did a liposomal theanine that we'd spray in her mouth, give them acupuncture, lay them down and rest. When they got back in the car, we gave them a, an intranasal, like a ginseng actually, that helped get them alert. And so I, 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 athletes, not only is it an N of one, depends on the you know, the, the, the game or the competition that they're in as to how you're going to address what they need to do. 
Oh, a thousand percent. And I think that it's awesome too that it's like, oh, we're talking about ginseng and acupuncture and things that have been around for a thousand years. And it's like, as Hank Krasenhoff said, and I've said this on a bunch of our shows, the funny thing is, is all of these old things that continue to work stick around because you know what? They work. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's great. I mean, look. I just teach people box breathing. Like, oh, God, you got to do Wim Hof's breathing. Or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look, if I can get somebody to breathe and just do box breathing, you know, uh, you know, three minutes, three times a day to unload their sympathetic tone and just balance their nervous system, it's a win for me, right? I mean, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. We have to have a watch tell us it's time to breathe, Right? Isn't that nuts? That's kind of crazy when you say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got my Apple Watch on. It's going to tell me when I should breathe deep. Uh, no, you're supposed to breathe deep all the time. You know, it's that, you know that, that's a problem when we have to be reminded to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're underwater, I don't think that like being told, hey, Jim, <laughs> Time to, time to let that air out, drink some more in, is probably in your best health interests. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I, 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 and, and, yet, and yet people forget, right? I mean, as you get under sympathetic tone, the diaphragm gets pushed up, right? They make more lactate. They don't get enough oxygenation. I mean, I get it. But I think it's crazy to where that, we're to that point that in general, I think the, one of the biggest things I see as you know, is that whether you're an athlete or not, the effect of um, chronic stress response, email, traffic, texting, um, you know, just commitments, uh, it, it, it drives people's nervous system or definitely a nervous system that's evolving. Uh, hopefully, you know, we won't evolve to where we need something implanted in us in order to manage it. Uh, but, but I, it, it's really pretty intense. And I have a lot of athletes that are, I mean, at a fairly high level of performance. I mean, I got some, you know, top, top, uh, athletes in different sports and the, the fact that, oh, I'm not thinking as clearly that that's basically because of the neuro inflammatory response that occurs due to chronic cortisol elevation. So I'm not thinking as clearly. If I have a hockey guy, yeah, I can't get to that puck. I don't know why I can't get that stick to that puck and make that shot. I've done it that way for 15 years, and now my reflexes have changed. And a lot of times they go, well, that's just it. You're done. And it's, it's the need for choline and phospholipids, right? Um, so I think, there's, I, I think there's a lot that goes with being in a modern world not feeling we're not threatened every day so we don't feel a true stress response that often but we do have a heightened chronic stress response that erodes our immune system and erodes our nervous systems uh what i call our, our nervous systems pliability or flexibility well yeah and then when those things aren't able to be pliable and flexible and adapt and evolve and move to the nuances of a game it's exactly what shows up what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, you're done. You get injured, right? And I, and I even would argue with people. I I I would uh, 
I remember talking to a junior Olympic ski team coach and I, and I said, line up 10 skiers. Tell me who the winner is by looking at them. Line up 10 football players. Tell me who's the best football player by looking at their body. You can't because you know what it is? It's their nervous system. Uh, you know, how quickly do they decide to go from point A to point B? How accurately do they go between point A and point B? And that is the interface of your brain, your nervous system, and your network for movement. And, and I think we've just not paid enough attention. When I work with special forces guys, because I do that too, um, th- th- you know, they get, they, they, they start, you know, you know, at the end of their six months, when they're out on the, on the, uh, on, on one of their operations, you know, they're coming back and they're like, Hey man, my reflexes aren't what they were. Yeah. We got to, got to repair. So it's kind of a, I think it's interesting, uh, that we are finally really looking at it and going, yeah, we need modalities like acupuncture, mindfulness, um, you know, taking time to, to do deep breath work, but you still need to make sure your nutrition status is there to make, because by the way, our body runs on essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and fatty acids. Uh, if you don't have them, you can't use them. It's real simple. Yeah. And I think that it's funny how those things like just work full circle because we, you know, you've got a team that's pretty active that you're working with right now. Um, when we're talking here in May, who may or may not have kind of snuck one out the other night. Um, but, uh, come on now, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and it's funny. I just, I just talked with Mike the other day. He's a, He's actually going to be the show before this, who's a rock star. But, you know, like he's talking about, like, how great the float tanks have been for his guys because they're so deficient in magnesium that they can't sleep, you know? Right. And, it's, and that, that was the next thing we were talking about is how a lot of these things going dermal is going to be so, I don't know, key, important, next trendy thing with so yeah. much of it because it's it's easier and you can control the quantities to that point and it's so much faster. Well, yeah, I mean I think I, I think you know I look at all kinds of dosage forms and you know how how do you use I mean, you know, do you use something as topical, do you use something that's oral? A lot of it has to do with molecular weight and being able to drive it in through the skin. So sometimes, you know, people will, you know, come up with things and I go, well, what's the molecular weight of that? And it's like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. It's like, well, you just can't put something in a cream and rub it on you and say, hey, it's going to absorb. And at the same time, I agree with you. We need better delivery systems. And there are some really good topical delivery systems, liposomal delivery. I mean, I'm, we're, we're working right now with a group that's got like this two micron uh particle of glutathione, which is great in terms of recovery, right? Uh, that, that, you know, has a, you know, four and a half hour penetration time. And so I think that delivering topically big, uh, IVs are big, but now even some, some teams are going, Hey man, we don't want to do IVs, you know? Yeah. Why is that? I, I think they're worried about liability. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think it's so easy. They'll do it for hydration, right? I mean, 
You might have to at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Hang a bag on a hydrated, dehydrated athlete. But, but, but I, 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 I think that um, people get pill fatigue. You know, there's no doubt about it. After over time, it's like, hey, man, I don't, I just can't swallow all this stuff anymore. You know. So any way we can do to get it in easier, uh, and and I'm like, I'm, I'm very simple. What's the best way to deliver something? That's the way I want to do it. Um, obviously people get, you know, you know, you know, in, injections and those kind of things. People tend, a lot of people will shy away from that kind of stuff. But I, I want, I just think that I just want to get this stuff in you. So you'll, you know, your body will do what it's supposed to do, right? You'll perform better. You'll feel better. I'm going to spare you after you're done playing the game. It's one of the big things I talk to my athletes about is, Hey, look, I'm here to get you to perform better, but I'm here to have you survive. Meaning after you, you hang up your skates or you hang up the cleats, are you going to be at your best? And I think we forget about that with our athletes too, unfortunately, you know, they've kind of been, you know, kind of somewhat cast aside once retirement hits, you know, and they, and, and I, and I think that's sad because you know what, they deserve great, vibrant health, just like everybody else. Oh, 100%. And I think that on top of that, where a lot of them might kind of overlook what you're trying to do for them while they're playing is that if you're in better health while you're playing, not only will you play longer, but chances are you're going to be in better health when you stop. Because yeah. things that hurt when you play hurt a lot when you're done. <laughs> Well said. That's exactly right. And, and you know, gain, gaining control. I mean, it's interesting. So some of my guys from the Hall of Fame, from the NFL Hall of Fame, I mean, you know, they've had excess of 50 pounds on, but their knees hurt, their, their shoulders hurt, their lower back hurts. And without any, look, they're already going to PT. They're already doing stuff, right? But just changing their nutrition, I'm just telling you, on everyone I've worked up so far through the Institute, just changing their nutrition, they have a dramatic change in their pain. And that's the stuff that I think we're still way behind. If you think about it, colleges even are just starting to get nutrition programs together to to feed their collegiate athletes and teach them that, you know, hey, it's not Skittles and a a Twinkie, right? I mean, we're just now getting to that point. Of, of college programs using things like powders, protein powders, recovery powders, like, uh, you know, you can, for example, what a great product for athletes to train with. Right. Um, and I have no affiliation with them. So, I mean, it's, it's like, it's a great product. Um, and we're just now getting there. And I, I think it's, it's really kind of odd that we said, Oh no, train and eat a healthy diet. And that's all you do in order to try to survive being an athlete. Yeah, but that's not even remotely close to the reality of the situation. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's just it. I mean, I I I struggle with. You know, it's funny. I had three three high school kids. They, the the dad calls me up and goes, "Hey, I want I want my kids to be on peptides. I want these high school football players to be on peptides." And I'm like, "Oh, peptides, huh?" They're teenagers. Have, have you taught them how to eat? How hard are they training? Do they get a good night's sleep? I mean, have you covered the, 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 these basics? Not to mention, I'm not giving your kids freaking peptides. 
You know, that's not what I do. Yeah, I educate doctors on peptide therapies, but I'm not, you know, somehow or another he got a hold of my name. And it's like, I'm not, yeah, your kid's a teenager, man. He needs to train hard, work, you know, eat right, sleep. There you go. And 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 then if you want to use some creatine, you want to, you know, you, know, you want to use some ribose or you want to do some, you know, basic nutrition to kind of support your your ability to recover, great. Awesome. I love it. But it's amazing how quickly people are going, uh, even at a teenage level, they're going to things like the SARMs uh, and peptide therapies. And and by the way, when you go and look at those, a lot of those aren't, they're not for human use. They even say it on it, not for human use. <laughs> but, but Jim, now, now you're, 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 you're actually asking people to do research and read things and look and know what's actually best instead of just Look at their phone and Instagram and say, oh, well, that's what he says is cool. So I'm going to do that. Oh, that's exactly right. Well, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, more people re- will research like their next refrigerator, their next house, their, their next purchase, their next car, more than they research their health. And I, I think that's it, it's amazing because I think people think our bodies just run efficiently now we know in sports medicine now. I mean, I got a whole, you know, I teach plenty of docs now about and strength coaches about nutrition. So it's on its way. I'm glad it's on its way. It's long overdue, but I, I think the ultimate responsibility still goes back to once you're an adult, man. You got it. It's your body. Nobody's going to care about it more than you. Nobody. I mean, not your strength coach, not your doctor, not your mommy. You're the one that's going to care about your body the most. You need to get engaged in understanding what works. Yes. And at the, and that leads me into, and I'm going to go on a rant. So we've got like <laughs> a couple of parents that we get to work with here. And it's like, there was something where they were talking about like, oh, well, the guys don't eat well enough and the kids don't do this well enough. And there needs to be accountability. And it's like, if he's telling you that he's eating like crap, why isn't he just not fixing it? Like, like just if you know, it's like, oh, I got to put really high-grade fuel in this Ferrari. Let me get the unleaded. Like, no, dumbass. Like, put the right stuff in there. If you're complaining to mama that you're not eating right, do the right thing. Good talk. I feel better. Uh, that's it. <laughs> But I love that you say that because it is at the end of the day, it's like we can do all this stuff like they we, we could bring you in. You could put everything in front of them and say, here's the world. If you do all this stuff, you're going to play in Major League Baseball, the NFL and the NBA at the same damn time. And half right. these kids will still be like, I'm going to cook out. Yep. Yep. Ah, it's, it's, it's rampant, man. It's, we all make our decisions, right? And, you know, and, and, uh, it's how big is your desire? How big is your desire to succeed? And I think when you don't, you, 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 you need mindset and mindset drives decisions and those, and those decisions about what I'm going to eat, what do I need to take? How do I need to rest? That makes the, all the difference in the world is to how you're going to perform. And if you're going to perform at a sustained fashion, like throughout the whole season for several years, 
where you know where are you going to land in that continuum of of uh, your efficiency? And 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 you can't get by without really understanding and and taking action on what you do every day. I could not agree with anything anyone has ever said more than what you just said. Cool. Because at the end of the day, like, what, what did Santana Moss say? It was uh, big time players make big time plays and big time games. And you can only do that if you do things the right way. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right, man. It's yeah. everything. It's, it's all that. Yep. Well, listen, it's, Jim. It's, it's fun. I, I love it. I, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today, man. This is absolutely sensational. Thank you so much. Hey, it's a blast. Yeah, and, and remember, we've got our we've got our big seminar with uh, with my buddy Potenza coming up. Yes. Now, listen. Let's let's talk about that. Let's get some information on where people can learn some more, see more of what you're doing, figure out how they can help their kids get better, and, and contact you guys out there too. Yeah, sure. So it's easy. I mean, uh, I mean, they can just look at JimLaval.com if they want to you know, look me up. We're doing uh, the second week in August. Uh, Mike and I are doing a, a weekend with strength coaches. So the leading, you know, leading dudes are coming out. It's really great. Uh, and we're, we're teaching uh, all on everything from neuroinflammation, managing the nervous system, cortisol, hormones, food allergies, which I think is the big burgeoning thing that, you know, people we're figuring out now, how your gut gets leaky. What, you know, what do you do to fix it? got a pretty robust weekend uh that we've got planned for for uh second week in august so it's like august uh 10th through the 12th i believe is what the dates are love it love it we'll make sure that we link that up underneath as well jim can't thank you enough for the time today brother this is absolutely sensational thank you so much oh that's great thanks man yeah man well cheers we'll be in touch real soon yeah bye-bye thanks and a huge thanks to jim laval for spending the time with us today guys we just open honest candid sharing from the guy in the front teaching us, doing the research, learning, driving the profession forward. I can't thank Jim enough for spending the time with us today, just being so open, honest, and candid with his sharing, and doing all of these sensational things to help the profession be better. And guys, make sure you check out JimLaval.com to make sure that you're able to look at you know, what they got going on with this clinic coming up there in August. I'm sure what he and Mike are putting together is going to be sensational. And as always, guys, if you did enjoy the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. As always, guys, we're just trying to get the best information out there to all the great coaches that we can. And as always, guys, thank you for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.